Well, hello, this is Tim Marr, and this is Failing Up, and there he is, our wonderful, wonderful musical director, the talented Jungle Jim. What a beautiful composition that he created for this program. Jungle Jim, my gosh, what a talent. He's a mixture of Beethoven, Elton John, the Beatles, the Stones, contemporary, old school, classical, jazz, you name it, that guy is just one big montage of musical talent. Thank you, Jungle Jim, for leading off the show with that great, great instrumental produced here somewhere along the Seneca River, I think, I think, I don't know. But hi, this is Tim Marr, this is Failing Up, and I'm recording this episode on Sunday, that's right, Sunday, September 26th, the first weekend of autumn, and it's a beautiful crisp day up here along the shores of the Seneca River, flowing right up into the great Lake of Ontario, beautiful Lake of Ontario, great time to see the lake with the waves and the crisp water. You make a left, you'll head right over to the mighty St. Lawrence Seaway, which will take you into Canada, way up north and out to the Atlantic Ocean, all the way around the world. Of course, if you make a left, you'll visit our friends in Toronto and Buffalo and grab a barrel and go over Niagara Falls. What a great, what a great area this is. Uh, these waterways all around here, surrounded by beautiful, beautiful fresh water, leading out into the oceans eventually. Great area here in upstate New York, about four and a half hours from New York City, five hours from New York City maybe, five hours from Toronto, six hours from Boston, five hours from Philadelphia. Wonderful place, and it's the crisp air of the first autumn weekend. The beautiful autumn season is coming here, really the season where um, I think this area is kind of known for upstate New York and Vermont, everybody everybody loves the foliage. You know, we love the foliage, and it is beautiful once it hits, but i got to tell you, once it blows down, there's a lot of raking to do because those leaves don't stay in those trees forever. So those of you that aren't from this part of the country and you see those beautiful calendar pictures of sunny days and bright and vibrant, you know, reds and yellows and greens, you know, and all those beautiful colors and those trees just bursting with these colors, Remember that about a week after that, they're bursting all over our ground and we're raking them up. But I like to keep that glass half full and remember just the beauty of autumn. But right now on this first autumn weekend here in upstate New York, it is a crisp wind coming in, just a beautiful feel of autumn. Everybody, you know, uh, longing for that nice glass of cider. You know, I love hot cider, you know, cider and donuts. And I got to tell you, <clears throat> excuse me. If you can't find a pumpkin in this region, then you're, you're closing your eyes because there are so many pumpkins and so many apples up here this time of year that you can go anywhere in a mile direction and I guarantee you have an opportunity to buy yourself 10 pumpkins. Many of them are like pumpkins for a dollar. I think, you know, they ship them throughout the state, but this is like a pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin patch, one big pumpkin patch. So Linus could come up here and look for the great pumpkin for sure. And I don't know if he would find him, but he would certainly find a great pumpkin. I don't know if he would locate the great pumpkin, but he would certainly find a great pumpkin. All kinds of pumpkins. I just love this time of year with the crisp air and the turning leaves and the autumn food and putting on a sweater in, in this part of the country. And I know in other parts of the country, autumn means different things. You know, when you're out on the West Coast and, and autumn's coming and you know, it's still nice out, but it, you do get that feel that, that change is in the air. Autumn is a time of change and transition, a time of remembrance, you know, reflection of a, of a year that's approaching its ending time and a melancholy time to, to celebrate those that we're with and, and we care about. And that's really the beauty of autumn. It's kind of the beautiful culmination 
the ending to a year and what a year, what a year it's been um, and what a year it continues to be. But really autumn is just this great time of year, you know, and here and in many areas around the country you have the Friday night football games, you know, and students back in school. And thank goodness in many schools, they are actually back in school and, you know, the crisp autumn nights and the football and the soccer and all the things outdoors. It's really a special time of year and um, brings back many great memories. Autumn does. And here on this Sunday, the 26th, when I'm uploading and recording this podcast, uh, of course, football is a big part of autumn. I just love football. I love the sport of football. I love college football on Saturdays and high school football on Fridays and Saturdays and, and the NFL on Sunday. And of course, my favorite team, the Green Bay Packers, the only publicly owned professional sports team. They're actually owned by the community of Green Bay. And of course, my and um, my sons were stockholders, one of the 300,000 stockholders to the publicly owned Green Bay Packers. We'll be playing tonight against the San Francisco 49ers in a great old NFL clash on grass, even though it's in a new field in San Francisco. So looking forward to catching that a little later today. But, you know, Sunday is such a day of, um, uh, it's kind of, you know, you get the whole week. For those that work, not everybody works a five-day week, Monday through Friday, and many of us work you know, all hours, you know, our work never really stops, but you still get conditioned to that five-day week. And, you know, the energy, you know, there's always an energy around Friday. You know, it's Friday, and it's Friday freedom, you know, Friday freedom. And Saturday is just this day of release, you know. You know, you're away from from the, you know, stresses of work, and you're celebrating, hopefully, with family and friends in some capacity, whether it's at a football game or you're you know, just at the farmer's market or if you're just walking down a, a city block grabbing a cup of coffee or maybe going through Central Park or, or walking to Santa Monica Pier or, um, you know, down across, you know, down in um, down in San Francisco, you know, by the shores down there looking over at Alcatraz or wherever it may be, even in the fish market up in Seattle. But, uh, you know, Saturday, Sundays, Sunday then becomes a day of uh, kind of Reflect, you know, Sunday really hits hard on Sunday, right around Sunday afternoon. It's like, oh, my God, here comes another week. Sunday afternoon, here comes another week. Oh, boy. So you start kind of losing that, and you kind of start getting that weak feel. You kind of get that Monday feeling on Sunday. Uh, growing up, you know, growing up and even to this day, one thing about Sundays for for me and, and for our families, we'd go to church on Sunday and then we'd always um, either go to my grandparents' house for a Sunday dinner in the city or later on, um, after my grandfather passed away, uh, my grandmother would come out to our house for Sunday dinner. So we'd go to church and then we'd go pick up my grandmother and she'd come out to our house and we'd along the way we would stop. We'd always pick up, my mother always picked up the Daily News and the New York Times in addition to the, to the local Syracuse, the Time Herald American. And I loved Sunday morning, reading those papers. Uh, and at that time, you know, I, I read the comics and I read the sports section in our local paper. And uh, in the New York Times and the Daily News, I would just read those papers because it was like opening me, opening up the world in a very magical way. But in a way that had an intimacy to it because it was me, the newspaper, reading it throughout the day. You know, I could read part of the front page of the New York Times at my own rate and go away and go out and play and come back and, and read. I used to like the arts section, read the arts and leisure section, and then a little bit of the sports. Then I'd go into the Daily News, which was like bringing New York City into your living room. And I would just go through the Daily News 
you know, uh, and it would take me to, you know, a kid in upstate New York. It would take me right to New York City, you know, and I'd see the crime stories and the, what was going on in the city, you know, in the sports section. They always had this justice story in the Daily News, which featured a, a criminal of the past, you know. And it was really, it's a great paper, and they're still, they still are there, obviously. Thank goodness that the papers are still hanging in there. And um, there's something magical to this day. And maybe it's generational, but to this day for me, there's something very magical and intimate about a, a newspaper, but especially Sunday morning. You know, I still get the Sunday paper, and when I have the opportunity, I grab the Times and the Daily News. But Sunday morning, late in the day, in the morning, going into the afternoon with a big pot of coffee and the newspaper is a really kind of intimate period and a way to spend, to me, Sunday when you're transitioning, when I'm transitioning back into um, uh, back into the week and, and you know, looking for um, a new week and re-energizing. But this is a time for me to just get lost in, in the paper. And the nice thing about the paper, I know we have the internet and you can get news, you know, at the snap of a finger. That was a snap of the finger now. And you can turn on TV and get instant news and you can, you know, get different perspectives and all these kind of things. The thing about a newspaper on a Sunday is you can buy different newspapers on a Sunday and get different perspectives on a Sunday, which I think is really um just beneficial because you can you can you can hear different things you can you can learn different things and but you learn it at your own pace and you read it at your own pace but also it's 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 like it's it's not being shoved at you you know it's it's a meal that you're digesting in a relaxing way and your mind is just being filled and not by waves off the screen and not by instant clicks and any of that stuff it's just, you know, me and the paper and maybe a cup of coffee if you like coffee or whatever else you like on a Sunday. But it's, you know, to just kind of open up each section and to not even know what's going to be there in that section. And then to, you know, you, you, with the pace of the news, of course, almost all the news in the Sunday paper has been put out there way before Sunday. You know, anything urgent or anything that... Um, you know, has any type of breaking component to it as far as news goes is out there and you know all about it. But when you pick up that paper, it's like someone has just given you a little more of the details. They're slowing it down and they're saying, you know, here's what we know. And I think it's interesting because a lot of times you'll hear, you know, television, cable news or all kinds of news quoting, you know, the Washington Post and the New York Times and part of those stories because those stories still hold a, a detail and uh, a depth to them that you don't get. And there's something very uh, personal about reading that newspaper on Sunday. There's something very comforting. This is for me. There's something very comforting knowing that I have that paper next to me. It's not like a laptop to me. It's not like a, um, a television set. It's, you know, that paper follows me throughout the house in every single room because we do know where people take the paper. And yes, I do take the paper. Uh, but it follows you around the house. You know, you take the paper outside. You take the paper, you know, in the kitchen. And you pour your coffee. And you, you can walk away from the paper. The paper's not noisy. The paper is not um, screaming at me. The paper is not argumentative. The paper is not, uh, you know, pulsating at my brain and my eyes. And, you know, it, it's 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 a relationship that I have with with the news coming off of that print, 
You know, it's 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 a relationship that can be permanent because I can get the Sunday New York Times and I don't have to read the entire New York Times on Sunday. You know, I can read parts of the New York Times I can read on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, depending on what I don't have to read the book review on Sunday. I can read the book review on Wednesday when I want to hear about the, the books that are coming out and hear what the bestsellers are. Learn, I should say, learn, not hear, read and learn. And, and it becomes a, a friend, a constant companion, you know, um, a companion that I sit in a chair and drink coffee and the cat gets on my lap. But it, it's very comforting um, on that morning, that Sunday morning, when you realize you're going to be going back soon to the, the hustle and bustle and you've just come off, you know, 24 hours of, of letting it all go. And here's this paper, re, you know, reflecting it. Sunday morning has that kind of feel to it. You know, Sunday morning has that kind of feel of um, melancholy and uh, kind of that feel of, uh, you know, a sense of peace. You know, I just, you just don't want to be rushed on a Sunday morning, you know. And Chris Christopherson wrote, wrote this great song about Sunday morning. And it gets, it gets a little bit more in the verses. It's more reflective on, um, you know, his, his, looking back at his life uh, through a Sunday morning, but the opening's up on, on a Sunday morning sidewalk, I'm wishing, Lord, that I was stoned, because there's something on a Sunday makes a body feel alone. And there's nothing sure to dying, half as lonesome as the sound, on a sleepy city sidewalk, Sunday morning coming down. I used to live in New York, and I remember Sunday mornings in New York City. You, know, you go Sunday morning early in New York City. It's it's probably the most peaceful and quiet you're going to see the city. It's like the city is recuperating and resting on Sunday morning. You know, because the city never sleeps, but on Sunday morning, I think New York City takes a nap. You know, out in uh, Santa Monica, I used to go out there a lot on weekends for work, and on Sunday morning. You know, sometimes the farmer's market would be down by the promenade. The pier was just coming awake on an early Sunday morning with the, with the fishers, you know, the, the people fishing at the very end of the Santa Monica Pier and, and the mist. But there was still this quiet peace on a Sunday morning, you know. And I still went out and grabbed the L.A. Times on a Sunday morning because you wanted to feel a part of that city. And, 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 and there's nothing that has the pulse more on the part of the city than the city paper. And that's being lost. You know, so many cities are losing their papers and, um, and their papers have been reduced to, you know, a couple days a week with a Sunday and, and the, the mighty um, newspaper buildings are being turned into condominiums in some places. And it's sad because the, the newspaper was the, the pulse of the city. The newspaper was the beat. You know, reporters had beats, but the paper was the beat of the city. You know, and still on a Sunday morning, um, I go through that paper. I read the comps. I love the Phantom. I follow the Phantom. It's a, you know, I follow the weekly story on the Phantom all week. You know, and the stories can take you a month to get through, but I love the Phantom. And you know, even though I know who won on Saturday, and even though I know what happened on Saturday, there's something magical about holding it in the paper and reading a little bit more about what's going on with some of those teams, or or hearing a little bit more in-depth perspectives at my pace. You know, not being shoved at me through a microphone, not being, you know, flashed at me on a screen, but being gently given to me, like, like, a, like a, a mother giving you, you know, Sunday morning breakfast. Sunday morning breakfast for the mind is the paper and the memories that it brings back 
of Sundays gone by where it seemed a little slower on a Sunday. It seemed a little bit more nostalgic on a Sunday and not quite as rushed because it really was the day where you just kind of try to put a little button, you know, try a little hold on things on Sunday. You know, maybe you went and had dinner. You know, we used to always go to my grandparents for Sunday dinner. You know, we and even after my grandfather passed away and my grandmother, we always had Sunday dinner at our house. Sunday dinner at our house in the afternoon, some type of roast beef or uh, depending on the season or you know uh, sour broughton or uh, it's always mashed potatoes around there. But Sunday dinner, you know, a time for reflection and a time to thinking. Oh, got to get ready for school. You know, Sunday at five and six o'clock. Wear your school clothes. Get ready for school. You know. Get ready for that next week. But Sunday was the day that everything kind of just slowed down, you know. And having that paper, diving into those papers and diving into those stories was ta were taken till still to this day take me someplace that the, that other forms of news can't. It's just like reading takes you to a place, and my mind would be gone into those places on a journey, whether it's the travel section or the sports section, or whether it's um, the arts and leisure section in New York and, you know, listening about the greatest productions coming out and the shows and seeing the ads or um, learning what's going on in the local news. There was something about, and there still is, something about sharing that uh, with that paper that's coming to me, being delivered to me, and is hard copy. And then that paper stays with me until I'm ready to let go. That paper, that relationship, that friend, that companion, that comfort, that intimacy stays with me until I'm ready to let it go, until I'm ready to say, okay, it's time to recycle my Sunday morning friend, or it's time to use it to start a fire, my Sunday morning friend, because I know, I know once again next week, my Sunday morning friend will be coming back. And you can't say that about a lot, but I know my Sunday morning friend's going to be coming back with adventures and stories and, and take me in places during that peaceful time of day, that peaceful day of the week where we're just, I'm re-energizing and I'm drinking a cup of coffee at a pace where I'm not chugging it because I'm running around the house and I'm looking to gather everybody and I'm looking to get here and get there, but it's just my pace. You know, I don't want to be on a computer on a Sunday morning reading the news, flying through stories. I don't want to have, you know, uh, sound bites on TV jabbing me in the head on Sunday morning. I want it to be my pace. And that's what the newspaper does. And anything that's urgent is going to come through. But the newspaper allows that nice pace of Sunday morning to continue and continue throughout the day. You know, and uh, that's what makes to me Sunday special. And of course, I had my cup of coffee this morning in my Green Bay Packers mug and read the Sunday morning paper. Read that Sunday morning paper, and it's a beautiful, crisp autumn day, and I can't think of any other better way to start off the day than to sit outside if you have the opportunity and then read that Sunday paper or stroll down a sidewalk in New York City or into Central Park. Central Park on Sunday is just magical. Down by the village or out up in Santa Monica Pier or, or wherever you are up in Seattle on that wonderful fish market in Seattle on a Sunday. You know, beautiful down in Florida and Miami and you know, um, Sunday mornings, you know, in the Midwest, Chicago, you know, right along the river, not the river, the river leading out to the lake. We walk across the lake on a Sunday morning in Chicago. You know, you smell that crisp air coming in in that city that's going to be nice and chilly soon. You know, Chicago, they call the Windy City. Chicago is referred to as the Windy City. 
and most people get this wrong. Chicago is not called the Windy City because it's a Windy City. Chicago is called the Windy City because back in the beginning of not this century, but the other century, because of all the politicians in Chicago, um, it was considered windy because of all the air being, you know, all the hot air comes out of politicians. So it was referred to as the Windy City. I hear a kitty cat referred to as the Windy City. So it's not the Windy City because of chilly wind. It's the Windy City because of politicians' hot air. I think that's, um, and lobbyists became lobbyists because they used to line the hallway in the Willard Hotel in Washington, D.C., waiting for politicians to come through, and they would reach out and try to persuade them to see things or, or move their agenda towards whatever they were positioning for. And that's where the term lobbyist came from. Chicago is the windy city because of hot air, not because of cold air. Once again, beautiful Sunday morning, beautiful reading the newspaper with my companion, great to share with you again, all these wonderful people who are listening to Failing Up because you know, we always never fail if we try. We never fail if we try and we just keep taking those experiences and moving up. And I hear Jungle Jim, boy, I hear that guy, that wonderful man playing that music. So this is Tim Marr wishing you all a wonderful, wonderful time. And I look forward to once again, talking to you again on Failing Up.